Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. So a couple of terrorist suicide bomber attacks in Kabul, as everybody feared would happen. And now that it's happened, it, you know, it seemed like it was inevitable. And there are probably going to be more. Anyway, bomb went off right outside the what they call the Abbey Gate there at the airport where people were just jam-packed together, families. This is, if you saw, if you saw the video yesterday, I saw it on Fox, people were wading through sewage up to their waist. Just disgusting. Outside the gate to get into the airport, you had no choice. And the 100-degree sun, you, your wife, and your little kids. Anyway, somebody set off a bomb there, then started shooting at people. Then a bomb went off at a hotel nearby. Uh, and everything's kind of of a mess right now, and how many people are actually uh, dead or injured, we don't know, and any updates we'll, we'll bring to you. Joe Biden five days ago said, if anybody a- attacks our troops or disrupts us trying to get out, we will respond forcefully, so we'll see what's up with that. For what it's worth, some of the uh, more dependable news outlets and people are saying through, three U.S. troops wounded. It's not clear how badly or if their lives are in danger. Uh, let's hope it's limited to that. The question is, are those two complex attacks, as they call them, with bombs and guns, is that the beginning of something or is that the beginning and end? Uh, and it's over. U.S. officials saying it definitely seems to be ISIS. So th- the question everybody's had all week long are ISIS and the Taliban friends now? Are they work because when when the Taliban announced over the weekend that they were putting security in in the hands of ISIS, where is like would, do they answer to you? Or are you all working together now? Because you're sworn enemies, so nobody's really sure on this. And so is the Taliban now going to be going after ISIS, or is ISIS their um, more violent? arm of the Taliban now and we're direct we're, do, we're doing this with their compliance I haven't got the slightest idea well I can imagine each of those scenarios and uh, describe them where you know because they have fought in the past of course everybody's always rival militias this and that in that part of the world and killing each other then they come together in a coalition temporarily but I could see where they uh, fashioned a, a uh, you know a relationship a cooperation uh, of convenience, where the Taliban told them, look, we're trying to come off as a reasonable international player here. Yes, you can ooch about in Afghanistan like the old days, like al-Qaeda did. We need you to do a little something for us, because we need to punch the uh, the great Satan in his face without them knowing it's us. So uh, get some of your suicide guys, and uh, here's where we want you to hit. I could absolutely imagine that. Yeah. Because they have pretty decent, plausible deniability. The Taliban does. Did you see... Over the weekend, the Taliban, it would certainly appear, it would be a heck of a coincidence if this wasn't on purpose. The Taliban um, doing a, a a redo, you know the famous flag at Iwo Jima statue and picture? Where you yeah. got the Marines reaching to put up that U.S. flag as we take back that island? The Taliban staged a photo like that of them putting a Taliban flag up there in Kabul over the weekend and distributed that picture. That was a heck of a thing. Yeah, yeah, that was absolutely a, uh, a touchdown dance, a middle finger. Oh, that's, the US. that's the, one of the most over-the-top spike in the footballs I've ever seen on the United States. Wow. Yeesh. Yep, they're awful. Absolutely awful. Well, and just the fact that they can do this, 
And our response is, yeah, uh, uh, can we get more people out? Are you going to let us get more people out? How long are you going to give us to get more people out? We'll do whatever you ask. I mean, that we're in that position with them as they mock our Marines in one of the most famous pictures in military history in the United States. Well, I just like, uh, he says sarcastically, how while these rapist, murderer, death cultists were doing their thing, our guys were constrained by some of the most restrictive rules of engagement in the history of warfare. War with both hands tied behind the back. Uh, and, and just sickening and feckless military leaders like Joe Biden, for instance, who they're like the guy who, who won't throw a punch until he's absolutely has to, then throws a weak little punch and gets the hell beat out of him. The the way this whole thing is unfolded without the the full might and fury of the United States on display has invited the sort of mayhem and attacks we're seeing. You can't pussyfoot around in that part of the world. But, you know, that's that's one of the reasons we almost never elect senators until recent years, apparently, is that they're just they're speech makers. They're not doers. They just make speeches and have their staffers do the work. And many of them have never run anything in their lives. They just talk pretty. Complete change of topic. We have breaking porno star news. Adult film performer Ron Jeremy, maybe one of the most famous people and disgusting in the history of pornography, uh, has been indicted on 34 counts of sexual assault. Yeah, he's been in the Hooskow for quite a while now, and they kind of refiled those charges and added more to them. He's accused of, of an enormous number of rapes and assaults of women from age 15 to 50. I'm sorry, girls and women. And he was a porn star. Yeah. Yeah, very strange. I'd say that's strange. Here's another story while we're in the world of sex, sexy stuff. That's not sexy. It's disgusting. No, no. Ron Jeremy's not sexy. Um, this OnlyFans thing. So the big announcement, we're taking down the porn. Every news outlet in America and comedy show talks about it for a couple of days to remind you that OnlyFans exists. And then a week later, they say, oh, never mind, we'll allow the porn. Was that purely a publicity stunt to, like, get $2 billion worth of free advertising of what you can do on OnlyFans? OnlyFans, in which regular housewives were making $50,000 a month by doing this, is out not allowing it. And then a week later, they say, oh, we will allow it. It's a heck of a good marketing campaign. You know, if that's what it is, that's pretty ballsy, which is probably a poor choice of words. Yes. Um, and because, I'm not paying for that. Because they were getting, <laughs> nor I, um, because they were getting hammered for allowing underage people to be doing stuff they shouldn't be on there. Um, so, you you know, it's, it's, here's here's a publicity stunt. We'll, uh, we'll announce that we have child porn on there. And so we're suspending all hardcore. And then a week later, we'll, we'll bounce back. What they said in their statement announcing the rescinding of the uh, anti-porn thing was that our banking partners have assured us we can have performance performers of all sorts on there. In other words, the credit cards that process all the payments said, no, we don't see you as a child porn place, so we'll go ahead and keep uh, doing your payments uh, for you. I have and so to... they figured, all right, go ahead. You remember the... the oh, go ahead. Yeah, sorry, i got to answer the phone. Okay, yeah, do it. Um, uh, you remember the infamous Peter... Pete Townsend of the Who incident in which he was briefly accused of being in a child porn 
And as it turns out, he was actually at the forefront of trying to get credit card companies to stop processing payments for child porn outlets. So what happened here was, and I don't know what the facts are exactly, but the OnlyFans was accused of of money laundering for child porn. They went to the credit card companies. The credit card companies said, nah, we think you're all right. You're doing a good enough job. We'll keep uh, making money with you. And so they said, all right, all right, child porn accusations. We don't care. Nah, 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 nah. And they may make some uh, you know, gestures toward cleaning up their site. But as long as the money's flowing, all is well, folks. And one more story from the world of show business. Uh, we told you that the brand new host of Jeopardy, Mike Richards, who who uh, I think filmed all of one episode or one day of, of taping of the show and was thrown out because he had a naughty podcast. Um, they're just going to go back to guest hosts for now because they've got to either find Jesus or the Buddha or somebody who is without sin, who's never said anything nasty, who's never made an untoward joke, never got drunk at a party, I guess, because the one place we can't have sin is in our game show hosts now in America, I guess. So they just can't find anybody to to, to a point. They talked about Ken uh, Jennings, the... The super champion and LeVar Burton and the rest of it. Uh, old, what's her name? Mayim Bialik. Uh, is going to do special editions, but until then, they'll just go with guest hosts. So, what a weird time. We are awash in pornography, including child porn, allegedly, if the credit card companies say, eh, don't worry about it. But we are so puritanical, we can't have. Somebody host a game show who once said, I like big boobs, or whatever stuff he said on his dopey, I want to be Howard Stern uh, uh, podcast. What a strange country. Yeah, well, uh, a lot more to come. Uh, Stay with us. It's the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. This, of course, is one of the best-known songs in Western civilization, which helpfully spells itself for you at the outset, The Safety Dance by Gents Sans Hat. Men Without Hats. You remember the video for this with the, uh, the cute girl dressed up like it's the Renaissance Fair and the little dwarf dancing about? Those are simpler times, weren't they? Anyway, evidently, uh, Men Without Hats, which I think is one dude, uh, has uh, released a new version of the song, which Michael has for us. Uh, Unleash that uh, now, would you? And we can dance. Everything is out of control. We can dance. I hate it. (laughs) They're doing it from pole to pole. We can dance. Everybody's taken the chance. You know, there are some people who had big hits, who have enormous castles in England and live lavish lifestyles. There are some people who are poor as can be, who are who are big names and they're missing teeth and they look terrible and they can't pay their bills. 
Uh, I don't know that that gent whose name I can't recall is in that situation, but um, that was terrible. Hmm. Uh, speaking of show business, I and I know there are, there are horrors going on. There's the COVID. There's the, 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 the arguments over masks and vaccinations and bombings and complex attacks at the Kabul airport. If you're just tuning in, listening live, there are a couple of attacks, uh, bomb slash gun attacks around the airport. Uh, there are U.S. casualties. Three Marines injured is the word at the moment. You just have to wait and see. Fog of war, et cetera. But a couple of weird showbiz stories out, including uh, producer Alex just pointed out, um, you know, the, the Mike Richards dude got bonged from hosting Jeopardy after one day of taping shows. And so they're going back to guest hosts. And Mayim Bialik, who's going to host special editions of the show, beloved like uh, ethnic something or other actress gal and an actual she's a scientist i think she was going to do primetime specials and special shows well now the woke crowd is after her according to a variety of publications she has a few scandals of her own having spent the past decade espousing toxic, false, and in many cases highly dangerous views about gender, sexuality, health, and science. Some are even calling for her resignation, of course. Does the former president have any opinions on being woke, Michael? You know what woke means? It means you're a loser. So, all right, here's some of the things she said. We'll let you be the judge of whether she's just too toxic for a game show. On C-sections... She said in 2010, there are those among us who believe that if the baby can't survive a home labor, it is okay for it to pass peacefully. Die, in other words. I do not subscribe to this, but I know that some feel that if a baby cannot make it through birth, it is not favored evolutionarily. Well, number one, I've never heard that view in my life, but she makes it clear she doesn't subscribe to that view. So while that is very strange, I think she gets a pass on that one. Ball one! Uh, the third of my children, little D, was uh, delivered via C-section uh, just because the doctors thought she was enormous, which is ironic because she's quite petite. Um, and she was a rather strapping uh, youth, a baby, I should say. On avoiding sexual assault, all right, this is 2017 New York Times op-ed. She wrote, she avoided assaults by predators like Harvey Weinstein because she dressed modestly and did not act flirtatiously with men. The hint being, of course, the unspoken being that if you do, you make it more likely, or if you're going to be really crass and horrible, say you're asking for it or, or whatever. Uh, let's see. She Then she said, nothing, absolutely nothing excuses men for assaulting or abusing women, but we can't be naive about the culture we live in. She later apologized, saying, you are never responsible for being assaulted. That one's complicated. I've talked about that, too. Speaking of my daughters, and I raised two of them, um, there is never any excuse for anyone being assaulted, touched against their will, etc. None whatsoever. But you've all heard the term provocative clothing, provocatively dressed. Well, the root word of that is provoke, to provoke. Don't cause a sexual response in the opposite sex uh, without a, a high sense of caution. How do I put this exactly? I taught my daughters, don't trust 
the good behavior, good manners, and decency of men who you don't know or don't know very well, because some do a very, very poor job of controlling themselves when they are, when a sexual response has been provoked in them. It's just, it's a minefield. Everybody knows that. You're, you're being a crazy person if you deny that. But that's not, that's not blaming a woman to say that. So, I say ball two. On hormonal birth control. In March of this year, Bialik suggested hormonal birth control was linked to mental illness. Many women experience staggering depression, emotional ability, and something I'm concerned about is the stereotyping of women and their moods, and even PMS may be reflecting the hormonal manipulation of her systems. So she's concerned about uh, taking birth control, uh, hormonal birth control. That's ball three. Ball three. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't know much about that science, but she's allowed to ask. On brain supplements, oh, she was pitching... This nutty brain supplement that was also backed by Alex Jones, Psychology Today, called it snake oil. Uh, Let's see. I'm not giving your children any medications. That's interesting. Luckily, I don't give a crap who's a game show host and who's not. So, you know, we could go into some more of this stuff. But if she doesn't want to give her kids medicine, that disqualifies her from doing a game show. I just what's the matter with you people? What is the, that you can't, if you disagree with somebody, they should be ruined. Man, we're a strange, rigid civilization at this point. I say reject this crap. Armstrong and Getty. So I was just on the phone with my son, who's uh, at a medical facility, so that's why I had to duck out, and um, I assume most of you, if you could, would do the same. So uh, that's where I was, and now I'm back. Um, uh, Tweet from uh, Middle East reporter tweeted out the video, which I kind of accidentally saw a little bit from the suicide attack there at the Kabul airport. He wrote, graphic, but make yourself watch this so you can understand what it means to be an Afghan today. Bodies strewn everywhere, dozens of them. Dead bodies of people's mothers, fathers, siblings, or children. They're at the airport seeking a better life outside. No nation deserves this. Yeah, unfortunately, there are a lot of nations in that situation. Uh, The latest total, at least from Disclosed.tv, says 40 dead, 120 wounded. Both those numbers. Expected to go up. Kabul hospitals overflowing. Others are reporting that it's ISIS, and there's a lot of ISIS around, so they wouldn't be surprised if attacks continue throughout the day. And Jennifer Griffin of Fox News just tweeted out, gut-wrenching attacks in Kabul. It's safe to assume the evacuation is going to enter its final phase immediately. So the whole we're getting people out, I got to believe, is going to wrap up today. Now, everybody's pointing out that it was just five days ago that Joe Biden said specifically any attack on our troops or disruption to the airlift will be met with strong force and retaliation. So what's he got planned? I have no idea. 
I think it's probably going to get back to the days of finding where ISIS is and droning the hell out of them and, and finding some place to vent our fury. It's going to be tough to hunt down the guys who actually did it. Well, the one guy's dead or, or two, but um, around Kabul, just because it's a major urban center and, you know, we don't have capabilities there anymore, really. But I found this very interesting. Uh, both uh, Pete Meyer and Seth Moulton, two U.S. congressmen who took that clandestine trip to uh, to Kabul to see for themselves what's going on. Um, and they got hell from various authorities. Uh, we've talked about this before. Uh, they just wanted to get a clear picture of what was going on. Much of what they were hearing from the administration was, quote, outdated, inaccurate or uh, inaccurate or otherwise irrelevant. We want to try to get there to understand and help communicate, especially to many of our colleagues who are struggling to get American citizens or special visa applicants out. Interesting, uh, their minds were changed, he said. Moulton said he had supported calls to extend the withdrawal date past August 31st, but changed his mind Mm. after witnessing conditions on the ground. And I've seen this quote used, but it wasn't put in the right context. Now I know what he means. There's no way we can get everyone out, even by September 11th. So we need to have a working relationship with the Taliban after our departure. And the only way to achieve that is to leave by August 31st. Meyer adds, it is utterly bizarre and baffling that we're in this position, which is true. So when you see the quote, there's no way we can get everybody out by August 31st, he's not meaning so we need to extend the deadline. He's meaning so we need to work with the Taliban because there's still going to be people there after August 31st. Right. Right. Uh, okay. Which had, I, I had taken exactly the opposite way. Um, they mentioned uh, the incredible job the troops are doing there, uh, turning the situation from utter chaos to an evacuation as orderly as could be hoped for in the circumstances. It's the most extraordinary thing I've ever seen in my life, Moulton says. I've never been more proud to be an American than after witnessing the soldiers and Marines. Wow. I know. I, I, I tweeted out a video uh, earlier this week, and it's worse now of what they're dealing with there, the, the the throngs of people begging to be let in. And you have to decide, as a Marine standing there, who's a terrorist? Who's a mom who just wants through? Who's got the paperwork that I have to let through? How do I turn these people away? Oh, just... And and who who is swearing I had the paperwork until th- half an hour ago when the Taliban punched me in my face and took it from me? Uh, trust me, I've been working with the Brits for 20 years. Listen to me. I'm speaking perfect English. And they have to make those decisions. I am amazed by how many of these people speak perfect English that they're interviewing. Yeah, it's really good. Really good. Uh, so, My Afghani uh, or whatever they speak is t- terrible. Uh, they got a bunch of different languages. I think Pashtun is the most uh, common one. Don't speak a lick of it. Uh, not even which way to the bathroom. Uh, anyway, so uh, nightmare. Interesting tweet. Uh, FYI, there have been terrorist suicide bombings killing civilians daily in Afghanistan for months. This ain't new. Good point. I mentioned, geez, like a month ago, Dexter Filkins had a fantastic report out of Afghanistan, and it was about the withdrawal, and this was before all this happened. But how the Taliban, and I mentioned this on the air, and you know, I should have put two and two together and understood what might happen better myself. But the, the Taliban has been assassinating professors, judges, police chiefs, city council people. They've been assassinating people in all the towns all across Afghanistan for the last couple of years. 
Mm-hmm. Assassinating them one by one, or the suicide talk attacks. You know, we stopped. We all stopped talking about them because they were every day. You know, you'd you'd hear a little blip and another suicide attack in Kabul today. Seventy five killed. Very good point. That that is. There's nothing shocking at all for those people who live in, in Kabul about a suicide attack like this. This isn't going to interrupt their day if they didn't get blown up. In that this happens all the time. The interesting new dynamic, uh, though, is that the Taliban had been restraining itself from attacking our people and our resources because of the deal we've cut with them, and ISIS is not in on that deal and went ahead. At the behest of the Taliban, maybe? In opposition to them? Probably? I mean, these people don't always make their intentions uh, perfectly clear, and when they do, they're often lying. Mm. But, you know, it's, I realize this is kind of a 30,000-foot point of view, but the, the, the incredibly unwise ideological idiots who want to tear down Western civilization because they think, you know, it's patriarchy and white supremacy and the rest of it, and insisting on logic and data and, and uh, due process. That's the patriarchy, man. we got to tear it down. We're going to start over again. The chances are roughly 97% that the result of that would be the sort of chaos and horror that exists in much of the world, most of it the non-Western world. Yep. It's hard to imagine somebody being so unwise they advocate for that. You've, you've got to be just world record stupid. As Usain Bolt is to sprinting, these people are to lack of wisdom. Well, it's this weird belief that um, the United States is just going to be safe and successful no matter what. Because it has been for so long. We might as well get that last half of 1% of perfection going. And because my professor that I idolize here in the late stages of my adolescence threw a bunch of terms at me I'd never heard before, so he must be just the wisest man on earth. So now I'm buying it like a cultist and believing his bizarro classrooms-only fantasy of how to organize a society. We should get back to the Brandeis University um, new new year of uh, words that they've banned. In oh, phrases, yeah, for instance. Which is, uh, is you know... Just what we were talking about. Freaking crazy people. Everything woke turns to sh. <laughs> yes, sir, Mr. President. Well said. So remember, we talked about this last year. Brandeis University banned all kinds of things. They banned the word picnic. And everybody's like, what? Somebody claimed briefly that that's got some sort of racist history. It turns out it doesn't. They're claiming white people used to eat Meals on the lawn while attending lynchings or something like that. but And called it a picnic. But no, that's not actually the case. Uh, but so they banned the word picnic and a bunch of other things. Well, they've got a new list for this year at this $70,000 a year super progressive school. We can and hit what's you truly hilarious about this is that they've decided they weren't nearly woke enough oh, yeah. with their previous list to the point where they've changed the name of the list yeah, because gotta, it was offensive. Got to explain that to you. That's yeah. next. Armstrong and Getty. So I don't know if you know much about Brandeis University. It's an elite northeastern school. 
with a bunch of crazy people in its faculty that charge you $76,000 a year to turn your kid into a crazy person so that they can go out and continue the whole crazy person thing. So about a year ago, they got a fair amount of fame for putting out their banned words and phrases list. Now, at the time that they put out the list, they were, um, they were, <laughs> this is just too much. So at the time they put out the list, they were letting us know about triggering words that were on their oppressive language list. But since last year, they've decided that the oppressive language list could be triggering, so they've changed oppressive language list to suggested language list because oppressed people might be triggered by that. Oh, by the way, i got to stop saying triggered because the word (laughs) trigger, as in a gun, has images of guns, so the trigger word list from the oppressive language list is now the... Uh, I forget what it was, unseemly terms for the suggested language list. So they had to eat their own on the name of their list and the terminology because their own words that one year ago were okay are now too much for themselves. As I said earlier, this is an un- this is an apocalypse achievement in being up one's own hiney. It's like they went up their hiney, out their mouths, and then up their hiney again. It's just spectacular. It's as if this is co-written with the Babylon Bee. I know. The fact that, you see, I had never heard of triggers and that's triggering. I'd never heard of that, like most of us, until a couple of years ago. But now the people that forced that upon us are telling us that's not, that's triggering. Triggering is triggering. Trigger, I'm triggered. <laughs> Don't say that. I'm so, triggered. Oh, my God, I said it. <laughs> so you got to come up with new stuff. I mean, that's just too hilarious. Anyway. So their new list has got a number of things on there like, don't say, oh, geez, I'm so OCD. Unless you actually have obsessive compulsive disorder, you shouldn't say you're OCD because that's insensitive of people who are. So you should say I'm very organized and detail oriented, for instance. (laughs) Uh, do Do not use the phrase whipped into shape. That could evoke imagery of enslavement and torture because it does in anybody who's not insane. Of course, what? What? You're insane. You're crazy. Nobody here's whipped into shape and falls into a puddle of emotion because being whipped is bad. <laughs> Unless they're mentally ill because yeah. their college has turned them into crazy people. Anyway, instead of saying whipped into shape, you should say things like uh, spruce up or organize or put in order. Okay. Uh, do not say. Now, some of these some of these terms I got to admit. I mean, we talked years ago about a white tank top being called a wife beater. How did we all decide that that was okay? I mean, I don't, it's just, that's, that's not cool. It's, well, it's, it's weird. It's, it's passing a judgment on people who dress like that and saying they're that sort of person. Well, right. Which is a horrible thing to say about somebody. Yeah. It's a serious accusation thrown around lightly. Yeah. That one's pretty weird. Yeah, uh, but they are doing away. It said the term trivializes relationship violence. Yeah, I think it actually does. Um, but well, I don't know. I don't know that it has any effect. I don't know it actually had any effect on relationship violence. I find the idea of violence against women absolutely abhorrent in virtually all uh, instances. Uh, but yeah, I've used that term. I just. I don't. I don't think. I think you're right. I think it has. It, it, it once a word acquires a certain meaning, it doesn't have those other meanings. I mean, that's one of the the great idiocies of some of these policies. Is that all right? So maybe that term meant that in the 1700s, but it doesn't now. Language evolves. Take it easy. 
So around animals, they're getting away with violent idioms about animals, including there's more than one way to skin a cat, which is a heck of an interesting expression. That well, there are myriad around. ways, really. I mean, if you think about it. Now, is this the from same the, cat from... that you're swinging around dead in that expression? You can't swing a dead cat without hitting a guy's skin and a cat differently. You can go from tail to head, head to tail, feet to top, top to feet. There's all kinds of different ways. Here at Dead Cat Industries, we're the world <laughs> leader in exporting the corpses of felines. Uh, the expression killing two birds with one stone or beating a dead horse, which is also a horrifying expression. But we, we all use it regularly and we all know what the other person means and nobody thinks at all about a horse. <laughs> well, right. Very rare are the cases where somebody hears that expression and runs over and begins punching a horse. Uh, better choices are multiple ways to accomplish the task. Feeding two birds with one seed. Oh, ta- for God's sake, please shut up. Taking care of two things at once and refusing to let something go. They're doing away with handicapped space because it stigmatizes people with handicaps. I don't know what you're supposed to call it then. What um, the What? The word spaz, I'm such a spaz. Replace that with clumsy. All right. That's what you said. How long did this take? I swear I'm picturing some sort of sit down between the Chancellor of Brandeis and the head of the Babylon Bee, for instance. And the Chancellor says, you know, we're interested in cleansing the campus of any language that could possibly offend anybody. And the Babylon Bee says, we're interested in clowning you idiots as thoroughly as possible. So let's write the code together. <laughs> right. And they both accomplish their purpose. <laughs> it's really quite an achievement. Uh, try to do away with the word tribe and say friends instead. Do not Tribe, s- tribe, 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 tribe there. Man, man. Do not say, I'll take a shot at that. Say, give it a go because shut take up. a shot has violent connotations. It's never done any harm to anyone ever in the history uh, of the world. Y- y- yeah, you probably ought to have a talk with your basketball team and that of every middle school, high school, college, and professional uh, team in America because not only do they take lots of shots, they categorize, they count them, and they call them shots taken. And, and which explains all the murders on NBA courts all the time. And then and then finally, as we discussed, this is just too damned funny, uh, no longer use the term trigger warning because the word has connotations Connections to guns for many people. You all invented trigger warnings. You're the ones that told us in college campuses, various books and movies needed to come with the trigger warning. Then like two years later, you tell us we can't use the term trigger warning, which you told us about. And as we predicted, the very people who two years ago were at the forefront of wokeness are now being torn apart and thrown from the parapets of our universities saying, wait, what? I'm woke. What are you doing? (laughs) Who wants final thoughts? Who wants final thoughts? Go have some final thoughts. Hooray! Here's your host for final thoughts, Joe Getty. Hey, let's get a final thought from everybody on the crew to wrap things up for the day. There he is, pressing the buttons in the control room, keeping us on the air, playing all those funny sounds. It's Michelangelo. Michael? Yeah, Joe and Jack told me they would whip me into shape, and that triggered me. And now I'm upset because I just used the word triggered. Oh. But I guess there are more than two ways to feed a bird with one seed. <laughs> That was beautiful. That was really oh, well boy. done. Young Alex may or may not be diseased, so he's at home. We'll skip right to the co-host, Jack. Jack, final thought? I did take my uh, COVID test on air today, and I passed, although I tested positive for chlamydia, which is disappointing, but I'll get that taken <laughs> oh. care of later this afternoon. I, I think you stuck the swab in the wrong end of you. 
Should have read those directions better. My final thought is, now my elbow hurts. Something new hurts all the time. <laughs> I hate aging, but I like it better than the alternative, so I'll just put up with my sore elbow. So it's actually... I, I, I've given myself tendonitis getting in and out of my chair. So it's actually a situation that a professor today somewhere in a university could say, now, trigger warning on this Shakespeare, the way the men treat the women is not something we approve. And somebody raises their hand and says, you said trigger warning, and that... That bothered me because... So the professor mentioning trigger warnings as he was taught to do two years ago could be in trouble. It's just, you can't even wrap your head around this thing. At which point, if that professor had any sense, they would drop the book on the floor, say, F this, I'm out, and go get a real job. As happened with a buddy of mine. He didn't. He he was close to retirement, but that's why he left. Those lists. He said, I'm not doing this. You know what woke means? It means you're a loser. There you go. Oh, that reminds me, uh, you know, maybe we'll do this tomorrow on the show as we're about done, but uh, the fabulous John McWhorter wrote a great uh, opinion piece about removing that boulder from the University of Wisconsin that we talked about a while back. Taliban has just released a statement condemning the bombing attacks. Wow, we're through the looking glass on that one. Uh, Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. See you tomorrow. God bless America. Hold up, everybody. I'm talking over here. The mic is hot. The mic is hot. Oops. Um, Ain't gonna be no... Kudos to the Armstrong and Getty show. You're opening the aperture. Everything woke turns to s***. Have you been a good little Nazi? I was wondering you know, what you felt about that. No, thank you. I don't want to hear a blip from you. It's a little too much docky dog. Get out of here, you moron! You hippie! <laughs> On that high note, thank you all very much. Arm-